What up, all you beautiful Misfits and Rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 175 of Misfits and Rejects. Today's episode, I spoke with Jocelyn Femiller. Jocelyn is the host of The Self Love Line, the founder of Sacred Roots Holistic Healing, and the Panacea Holistic Institute. This lady is awesome. I really enjoyed this conversation. I love connecting with people who follow their intuition and just create something extraordinary, something beautiful, something they didn't necessarily have a plan to create, but just by following their path in life, find themselves getting to do what they really love, what they want. You know, intuition has come up in a lot of past episodes, and I talk about it a lot throughout my travel experiences where walking down the street, I decided to take a left rather than a right, and then a few blocks down, I bump into somebody I haven't seen in 20 years, and our paths have just crossed at the perfect moment in time, and these types of things happen to me all the time, which I love, and I love talking to people who are in tune with it, are intuitive, and walk through life in a similar way. So if you're somebody who's interested in holistic healing, you should definitely check out the Sacred Roots Holistic Healing Center, Panacea Holistic Institute, the Self Love Line. Jocelyn's doing some amazing work with some really cool people. And throughout this episode, you can really get a feel for what it's all about. So if you're a first-time listener, please pull out that phone or whatever device you're listening to this on and hit subscribe. That really helps me within the algorithm, the search engine of Google, of whatever you're searching for podcasts on allows people to just find me. If you like this episode and you want to share it with somebody, that'd be awesome as well. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Jocelyn Femiller. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Reject. Today, I'm joined by Jocelyn Freemiller from the Self Love Line podcast. Hi, Jocelyn. How are you? Nice to see you. My Just so you know, it is Jocelyn Fee Miller, the opposite you. of free. You're right. I totally misread <laughs> that. Fee Miller. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> Thank you. Well, welcome to the show. It's nice to have you. I'm super excited because this pre-show, we got, uh, I got to know you a little bit better, and you have some, a lot of cool stuff going on in your life right now. This is a definite climactic time here. Yeah, I mean, you uh, have a podcast, which is the Self Love Line. Can you talk to the audience a little bit about the incarnation of that and what it's about? The Self Love Line is a naturally occurring podcast from Sacred Roots Holistic Healing. So it's basically capturing what's going on at our holistic center in Long Beach. And it also reflects some of my creative relationships. It's a place for people to reach out with questions. If you listen to K-Rock in the 90s and listen to the love line is definitely like paying respect to Dr. Drew and creating a space to talk about mental health. And um, it was a result of creating my bodywork college. So it's kind of like the podcast for the college and creating some of that student life and a space for people to get to know us and the type of things that we offer. I love how you describe it as a naturally occurring podcast, which sounds like you don't have a schedule for when it occurs. Is that correct? <laughs> Well, more, it, that's true. That is true. But it's also true that it was like a natural, a natural phenomenon from sacred roots. Like it was like just sprouted from that space. Okay. 
So it was like a accidental plan. Yeah, I loved Lo- I loved Love Line in the '90s. I thought that was cool. You said, "Listen, to that, driving back and forth from UCLA uh, back to Newport area." Um, Dr. Drew is awesome. I secretly think though he has a pill addiction, but that's just my own uh, thought on it. <laughs> I have not. No, no offense to Dr. Drew, I have not like tuned into his life or anything in the last twenty years. So. I haven't I'm either, sure that- but he's so hardcore about like, if you have more than two drinks, you are an alcoholic. And I'm like, dude, I have like six drinks uh-huh. a night. Like, and I don't consider myself an alcoholic. <laughs> I, I try and tell that to my husband all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, yeah. you're cool because I mean, everything that's going on in your life, um, you have had a very significant role in creating and designing for yourself. You know, you found yourself, um, I believe we talked about it in that you wanted to become like an international retreat host or practitioner where you're going around the world, um, applying all your skills in massage skills in alternative healing, holistic medicine. And then you got pregnant and life took a radical change for you. Major, major, like asking for lessons and getting the most potent situation. So, so talk to us about that because I think this is really cool for a lot of single moms out there that, you know, find themselves in the situation and find themselves in a nine to five and really have aspirations to follow a dream of something else. But because they have a little one and no help, they don't know how to do it. Yeah, I that's I there is no way to figure it out. It was more of like learning how to surrender more and more (laughs) so that it could be figured out for me, you know, like in that way. But I definitely my first daughter, Dolores, her dad and I met at yoga teacher training and we were dating for six or seven months and then we broke up. And then a week later, we found out that we were pregnant. So we spent most of the gestation separate, just kind of going to the doctor's appointments together. And then the day she was born, we omed for 18 hours and he moved in that day and we started a platonic bed sharing family plan for 10 months. We co-shared the house. And um, so it was like not a romantic relationship at all, but very bonded with the baby. And then it was kind of like we had like this undivorced because it was like time for us to move on with our lives. And that's when I started nurturing sacred roots. As my daughter started going with him, I filled up my open space with building the wellness center with my friends, Kylie and Jenny. That is so fascinating. I'd love to talk a little bit more about this uh, co-sharing because I experienced it actually in Denmark when I was traveling through. My friend was renting a space in a woman's bed in Denmark in a shared apartment. (laughs) So they would sleep in the same bed every night. And he was just a stranger that she rented the bed to. Obviously, they became friends, but it's like... It sounds that like a little amazing. similar to what you had going on, but you actually knew the dude. Um, obviously, you had created a child with the dude, so you felt yeah. a little bit more connected to him. Yes. And the psychic connection you have with someone that you share DNA with now, that's something to behold. And it's something that even if you're not with that partner, you need not, like, you can't put that relationship to the side just because you broke up with them. You still integrated that person's DNA into your body. And need to like honor that kind of relationship. So I was trying to like act like it didn't affect me, but it did because I I did want that like nucleus, you know, 
Um, and so I dealt with like a lot of, that's when I had my, I had already opened sacred roots. I've been teaching yoga for years. I had been doing massage for years. And that's when I was having my peak anxiety experiences having to do with separating from my daughter, not being around her, but having the smell of her in my house, but she's at his house and still being a lactating mom. And like what that experience is, is very, very visceral. And it's almost like your body is digesting the absence like a death. So like, even though consciously I understood that she was going to be coming back, my visceral body would just like start being like, where's the baby? Where's the baby kind of thing. So that was a huge opportunity to continue my practices and dive deeper into mental health and have more compassion for all these people coming to me with anxiety and depression and being like, I have been there to the point of not being able to like hold in my body, you know, like throwing up or whatever goes on, you know, like really extreme levels. And so I was able to have, I think it deepened my practices for sure. Sounds like it. Let's talk a little bit about sacred, um, sacred roots, holistic healing center. Cause that's what it is, right? Yep, that's Sacred Roots Holistic Healing. And you started it with uh, two other ladies? Is that what I understand? <clears throat> there was five practitioners, and three of us decided to pair up with each other. And we were like, we were feeling the vibe. You know, we all had the same vision and trajectory ideas. And basically, Kylie, I had met, she was my yoga student. I was teaching yoga on the bluff in Long Beach, where there's like 100 people go there every day now. It's amazing. And... um and I was also taking yoga at Free Spirit Yoga in Long Beach. And Jenny was teaching yoga there. So that I knew both of them from yoga. And we decided to open up. I was just going to get one room. And Kylie was like, let's just take the whole house. And I was like, she's kind of my work wife. I was like, you're my work wife. So like, if this is your dream. I'm going to make it happen for you. You know, kind of thing. And so I have a background in real estate. And I was a legal secretary when I was younger. And... I use those skills to create contracts and agreements and Kylie and Jenny both have really beautiful aesthetic um, and help design the space and just kind of, we wanted it to be a shared workspace. So we didn't want anyone to feel like they had to be allegiant to anything besides being their true self. So our school or our, our center and the school both use these code of ethics that include like following your highest joy. You know, we know that things are going to evolve and change and that includes sometimes people moving on or whatever and not seeing it as like taking things personally, but just trusting that like everybody has to follow their, their truth, you know? And so, um, yeah. So then we just ended up, now we have like over 20 practitioners. We have sprouted our career college. We have a mentorship program called the signature massage program for, for existing massage therapists who do like a one year mentorship with us. And we teach them a couple different of our uh, techniques and kind of give them referrals and give them guidance and check in with them. So that's kind of the college was very naturally occurring as well. And even I wasn't even wanting to be a massage therapist. I have <clears throat> I'm missing a finger. I have nine and a half fingers. So like I never really thought like, oh, I'm going to go into massage therapy. Not that it was limiting me, but then some of my uh, co-workers at the restaurant where, that I worked at, they were like, oh, will you give me like a five minute massage on the break? I'll give you five bucks. You know, that turned into having like 20 clients that wanted to come to my house. And so that's, that was a naturally occurring massage career. I don't promote massaging people unless you're certified in massage there. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that it's all just kind of been following this 
bliss. And not until this last year and a half did I really realize what the fuel was. I mean, I knew that I loved this stuff. I knew that I needed it. But just in the last year and a half, I realized my I had a series of deaths that occurred, including my father who committed suicide. And so I really think that all of this, the college especially, is my like dissertation on healing. After going 17, I was 17 when he did this, and now I'm 34, so I'm like exactly half my life. I've spent studying healing, and I feel like it's part of my negotiation with grief, but it's also part of my gift in honoring them. So I, I honor my dad by dedicating the school to him. And, um, and that's setting me free to do my real dream, which is playing music. This is powerful, dude. This is, thank you so much for being so transparent and sharing all these, uh, obviously deep sort of emotional happenings that have occurred in your life. Um, I'd like to circle back first to the contract thing because I think I'd love for you to write up my contract in the future when I create a space like you. You described the space as kind of like a WeWork-esque space. Is this common within this holistic community or are you kind of like at the forefront of um, creating WeWork spaces for holistic healers? I feel like we could be pioneers of sorts. I know that you know there is no original thoughts. So I'm not trying to claim anything, but basically – we just wanted it to be a free space to do the work. So anything that's in the light, that's in the like vein of there's some, there's some very specific things that we don't allow. Like we don't allow mediumship in the space because we're not trying to call in like conjure spirits or anything like that. But I personally enjoy going to a medium once in a while. I mean, this is like my personal taste. So, you know, there's certain boundaries that create safety for the whole to continue, you know, versus just like what my personal recreational activities are you know what i mean and this is all in the contract that um, people like like these are like the uh, terms and conditions of utilizing this space like no mediums are allowed and if you happen to find yourself falling into becoming a medium just through happenstance it's uh, your contract is now null, null and void <laughs> it's interesting because we had one guy who was like realizing that he was downloading messages and, um, and which I do believe that everyone's intuitive. I believe that everyone has, it's like spectrum, like gayness, you know, it's like everybody has their own level of intuition and on different senses. Some people are more intuitive with what they see, some with what they hear, some with what they feel. So, um, but yeah, so this guy was like, oh, he had been working with us for years. We really enjoy him. He was doing some shamanic work and he was like, I'm going to start doing these downloaded messages. And I was like, that's when we realized I was like, Oh, that's just where we have chiropractors here, acupuncturists here. We have professionals in the industry and we don't want to devalue the, um, their training on this plane, on this plane. You know what I mean? Understood. So, so just to take a little <laughs> bit farther. If you, if you want to sue you now, how's like, how does that come into the con? Like if you go to court and you're like, we don't allow mediums in our space and Oh, well, he just ended up, honestly, it's, it, I believe that the space is fat, built on such a foundation that it just kind of relieves people. They, they see that they really do like, oh, you know what? I'm moving on to this new space. That's what happened. You know, and I just feel like that's what happens every time someone's like coming up as an issue. The whole has all agreed to these agreements. So they know if someone's falling out of agreement, they're just like, I don't think that's going to vibe with us. You know, so it's just about being really 
on point and transparent. Yeah. Intuitively, I kind of felt like that's how it would go. But I think for all the um, individuals listening right now who are like contract states that uh, there are no mediums allowed, like how is she going <laughs> to I just don't know. We talk about it in the mutual interview in the beginning. I see. So I can kind of get if it's really something that's important to them. I want them to be realized. I want them to go somewhere where they could just like really because I'm like, I'm not going to market that. I have intuitive experiences with the work that I'm doing, but I'm not like, come to my nine and a half fingered palm reading. Like, you know. How did you lose your finger? Uh, sliding Van Door in 1989. A so, Van Door, wow, it just like severed it right off. It was an Astro Van. Yeah. Heavy. Interesting. Um, obviously, very painful. And was it, uh, did you grieve the loss of your finger? I think that I've always made light of it. So that I've just recently been doing some grieving. So I gave my nub a ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was like, you deserve this. You've been through a lot. But it's been such a celebration. You know, like none of my, my first card for massage was a four and a half fingered hand with a leaf in it. So it was just kind of like I was very open and always made. I like ran for like student government in high school and had like people wear shirts with four and a half fingers. It was kind of like my thing, you know. You embraced it. That's what you got to do, right? Um, going back to this space that you've curated, you set a house, and does that mean it's zoned for this type of business? The f- first location that we were at was a Spanish-style home from the early 1900s that had been turned into commercial space, and so there wasn't a kitchen or shower. It was just five treatment rooms and a front room, and then f- about five years into Sacred Roots, we relocated to a bigger space with a larger classroom and um, three treatment rooms and an infrared sauna room. And we have like our garage, we call it the rec room for the college. It's like our student lounge, teacher lounge, office place. And then um, it's just more walking appeal. It's really closer to the ocean. So we really are enjoying this new space. And I got to design a lot of it, like, cause we were starting from scratch over there. The community raised, maybe like 12 grand for us to do the relocation. Everyone was like, I had a two week old and they gave us notice that we had to move to a new location, the owners of the property we were on. And I was like, well, we're going to go for this. Everyone's like, we have to keep going, but you have to do it. And I was like, oh man, I've got the baby. But it was awesome. The baby came to Home Depot and was like a regular there. And she became very popular at Home Depot and so yeah, the new space kind of burst the college because we were like, oh, look at this huge classroom. We could do anything we want in here. And my husband and I met maybe a year before that, and we were always wanted to do a massage college. But what ended up really clutching that was we had our students and clients started saying, you know, we want to go to massage school, but we don't have any schools that reflect the practices you guys do in Southern California. Like it's more like feels more like an Esalen thing or like something in Sedona or it's a different vibe. And so I was really happy to really, it's just all the p- people, all the experts that work at Sacred Roots. I just kind of asked them all to write curriculum for me. So we had like 13 different teachers and um, helping to write this 500 hour program. And it took a couple of years and a couple of loans and you pull it off. So now you're an accredited college or university of holistic healing in Long Beach. Is that what I understand? I am an approved post-secondary um, private education facility. So it's like a career college, like doing hair or mechanic. It's a trade school, basically, like a holistic trade school. And how many students do you have right now? 
We have eight students in the program that it, they've finished their first trimester. It's three trimesters. So each trimester is nine weeks. They just finished their first trimester before Christmas. Now the second trimester is more about Eastern modalities, Reiki, Shiatsu, reflexology, Ayurveda, um, aromatherapy, and there's a lot of anatomy woven throughout all of it. Uh, it's definitely, we're, we like to believe that we're on the cutting edge of bodywork and massage college curriculum because the people writing it are people like Allison Denny, who she's, she's kind of a, a huge pioneer in the industry. She does like, she paints on the body and then paints the muscle layers on the body. And then we'll teach people how to do massage with that. She has a, a YouTube channel called rebel massage therapy. And she has like over 200,000 followers. And I had no idea we're like halfway through writing the college and she's like, you guys, I just hit a hundred thousand followers. And I had no idea that she even had a channel that was of validity like that. I was just happy to be working with her. It was just kind of, she was renting space at sacred roots and she brought her students to sacred roots for me to do like a conscious business class for them. And then it just kind of, you know, just this gelling, constant gelling. It sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds like you really have navigated uh, to where you're at just through intuitive, following and uh, being open and surrendered to what kind of lands in front of you. Yeah. It's, I think it is a lot about the gut instinct. Cause I mean, financially speaking, you have just pieced this all together through like odd jobs until you got this sustainable and viable enough to just support your life. I have uh, I have a real estate license as well. Something that I've avoided my whole life because my whole, my mom has her own brokerage, my sister and brother, aunts, uncles, grandparents, they all did real estate. And then maybe like five, four years into sacred roots, I got a real estate license and I sell maybe one or two houses a year to very close friends only. I'm like the anti-realtor. And I actually just got hit up recently from a friend. He was like, I just got done with like an ayahuasca I've never done ayahuasca, but he was like, I just got done with an ayahuasca trip or journey. And, um, and I think I'm ready to, to get a house. And my friend told me that you're like a spiritual realtor. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my, I was like, this is an anti realtor moment. So we, we have to call it something else, but yes, I'll be your doula. I'll be your real estate doula. That is incredible. I mean, what a cool little niche kind of, I mean, yeah, you could totally be the spiritual realtor. And if you're, if you have people coming to you, you know, three to four people a year, like the commissions on that could easily sustain a life without doing anything else. That's great. And mainly, I mean, my massage practice has been my main job for the last decade, for sure. I mean, that's been the reason why we have a mentorship program or that sacred roots has, I feel like done so well is because we've always had the best massage therapist. I'm not saying I'm the best massage therapist, but like the other therapists that are at our space, they're like the most expert therapists in the industry. My husband joined us, but he was already teaching um, for the international cupping therapy association. So he teaches cupping therapy to acupuncturists and doctors and massage therapists. And um, so most of our massage therapists are also, Approved through ICTA to do cupping, which adds like this whole new level to structural body. It's more than just getting a luxury massage. Now we're actually shifting the fascia. We're shifting how the physical body's working and it um, has long lasting effects and relieving effects for people, which is really the whole point of all of this nonsense that I've created. It's just creating more ease and peace in people's physical and present moment. 
No, it's cool. Can you just describe to the audience real quick what cupping is and what the purpose of it is? Sure. Cupping therapy is like thousands of years old and it's the application of suction cups to the body. And those can be glass or silicone. Back in the day, they were like horns. Um, and basically, it's not a bruise that's created. You, you've probably seen people who have cupping and there's little like circles that look like bruises. And that's actually toxins that are releasing from the bloodstream. So the, the cups are purifying the blood by drawing all the blood up. And in that way, they're relieving all the toxins in the muscular structure and allowing them to get freed up for movement and purification. So theoretically, if I were to suck on my girlfriend's neck long enough, I could relieve the toxins in her neck because it has the same the sleeves, pickies, the same mark. <laughs> pickies have the same effect as cupping. Okay. That's so cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, I want to circle back to your curriculum because I think it's awesome. I think you are on the cutting edge you know, of, of this type of experience, you know, but I can also hear some haters in the background being like, it's too general. Like she's just touching upon all these like different skill sets like Reiki, for example, and they don't go in depth enough. Um, can you talk to those people and kind of, I say, don't worry, haters. There's a 400 hour advanced program that's being built for you. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. So you are taking, so it sounds like, um, what you have now is like an undergrad and then there's a postgraduate sort of, if you want to go deeper into one modality, you can with your school as well. Yeah. And sacred roots is like a nationally certified, uh, CEU provider for body work. So we hold continuing education classes in like cranial sacral. We have been talking to Esalen about bringing an Esalen massage training down here. We've been talking to some of the leading people in the medical massage industry about bringing expert classes. So we're really wanting to attract um, experts in the industry internationally to the space and start to kind of create that exchange. I would love to be doing like a holistic practitioner exchange program. That would be amazing. And just so the audience, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. Your um, institute is called the Panacea Holistic Institute. Panacea Holistic Institute in Long Beach, and the the Pioneer Program is the Bodywork and Healing Arts Program. We have a 100-hour sound healing program that's also being built, and we have a mini seven-hour version of that in the Bodywork Program. And Linda Arnold of Diva Sonic, she's been building the 100-hour program with me over the last year or so as well. So that's something that we're looking at 2021. You know, there's it's very it's a fertile ground right now. It's a fertile ground for lots of sweet education. And then we have been the Long Beach branch of Insight LA, which is a meditation group um, for the last five or six years. And Casey Howe has, he's been teaching with them. He's been our like uh, Insight LA meditation leader for the last seven years. And he also is building a meditation instructor training, which is like a non-dogmatic approach to meditation using Silent meditation. So it's really uh, traditional, but at the same time, suitable for like corporate level wellness positions, which I think every business will be having wellness positions. And I think that all of these programs also lead to a lot of holistic health practitioners, which is this whole thing that not very many people know about. But it's HHP. So you get certified as a holistic health practitioner. And I believe that those will be in the hospitals like a norm for there to be holistic health practitioners like throughout all hospitals in the future. Not like I'm reading the future, but like that's what we're pushing. 
that we're pushing towards, I think that it will go towards, like that's what you can see the inertia all moving towards. They want Eastern Western integrative modalities. The people are wanting this, you know, so. I agree. And I, I could see, you know, definitely starting with the massage therapist, you know, giving patients in a Western medical scenario massages and then moving in towards, uh, I don't know what would come next naturally, but yeah, I definitely could see that integrating at some point. Um, yeah, Casey Howe is how we got connected. Super cool guy. Episode uh, 153, oh, yeah. Misfits and Rejects. Uh, very peaceful man. Professional meditator. Um, love the dude. But, um, he is. He's so funny. <laughs> going back to like, you know, yeah. all, go ahead. You go ahead. No, just he, he started, he was teaching meditation on the beach where I was teaching meditation on the beach and someone connected us and he like came and I was like, I think I love that person. It's like after he left, I was like, why do I love that person so much? He's just so pure. He's so like present and real. And so, yeah, he's been with us for about six years. He's a big part of sacred roots and the culture and uh, we love him too. That's cool. So yeah, it sounds like you're drawing kind of in a lot of different people and different um, people who have skill sets and various capacities. Do you find it overwhelming? Like so many people are approaching you with different things that they want to incorporate into what you do that you have to be more taking a stance of like, we're filled up right now. Uh, we don't have room for anybody else or what's going on with that? You know, we're not filled up. That's the cool part is there is still, we still have like space in like physical space available. If people wanted to like join us as a practitioner, I think that we could take two or three more practitioners and, um, I feel like coming from waitressing, I'm like built to be slammed. You know, like I'm built to handle the flow and I'm learning how to harness this energy as it comes through. It's like I'm riding a wave and I'm getting a lasso and I'm like on them and, and the, the amount of energy is expanding, but I'm just learning how to delegate. And so, you know, I went from being me and two other people to now we have like a team of 10 to 15 people that are all working towards this together. So I think that's learning how to delegate is the only way to, to make, you know, something that can go beyond your own reach. You now have to these, be able to train people. Yeah. Are these staff members that collect, you know, uh, an hourly wage or salary? Are you guys profit sharing or how's that working? I, right now we have, so it, because I'm, I have gone into being like the sole owner of sacred roots in the last year since the college opened um, we have taken on having some employees and also because the teachers have to be employees based on the nature of the work. So just in the last three months, have I started doing payroll and man, it's not my happiest day, but I'm like, I love giving, you know, like I'm trying to like, that's what I say on payroll day. I'm like, this is such a cool opportunity to be able to share this flow, sharing the flow. So, um, right now, yeah, we have like maybe five or six employees and then we have like five or six teachers and then we have like 20 practitioners who those are our, technically our clients because they're renters from the space so that's the model is like we market for them and we keep the physical space and like you know the insurance and the like logistical stuff lined up this is really interesting. Like I'm really getting into this story because it's like for you to create this and, and have this functioning in a profitable way. Are you profitable? Uh, I would say that everybody that uses the space profits like 
everyone that uses the space profits. And this year for me, I just have kept pouring everything into this space. So I can't really say, I would say, yes, we're profitable. We're right above the gray. Maybe Sacred Roots is not, not really built to be profitable. But now that Panacea has entered the realm and our education branch has built, those two components and the Sacred Self-Care class that we haven't really talked about, but Sacred Self-Care class is also something that is profitable. And that's why we're expanding that into a training program so other people can run that Sacred Self-Care class now that we have this published book. So other people can make their yoga studios more profitable. They can make their meditation center, like spaces, centers, non-church-like environments, but meditation. Have you, have you been to Behind the Lids? No, I don't know what that is. It's a meditation space in Costa Mesa. But um, yeah, bringing in those models, sharing those models, profitable. Let's talk a little bit about uh, sacred self-care. This six-week, I think, course you have attached to that. Is that did I get that right? That's correct. Uh, because there's also a book and adding to one of the many things that you've created. I mean, that's incredible. Did you write this book? I teamed up with my business partner, Jenny, who started the sacred roots with me and we, she took care of the Ayurveda modules and I ran like a practice group to kind of like, Oh, let's get together for six weeks and I'll kind of see what comes out and then we'll write that down and then we'll have a group. (laughs) So um, that's built over the last, we've been doing it for five years. We do it quarterly. We usually have 10 to 15 students and, um, it's real, I call it a gateway, a gateway drug of the holistic industry. It's a kind of a taste of a bunch of different modalities. Casey teaches meditation. There's a sound bath. There's a potluck. There's circle and like principles of shamanic teachings regarding sitting in circle and being compassionate in our communication. So just kind of six weeks to, in the yogic practices, they say it takes 40 days to solidify any habit. So that's about 40 days. Interesting. And then you're expanding on that, if I understand correctly, right? You're going to take it yeah. to another level. We are teaching, well, we're having um, our first little stepping out is in Huntington Beach. We're offering the class in Huntington Beach at Kaya Yoga Remedy. And so we're going to be offering it at new locations. We're doing a little book tour where we're going to be hopping to different crystal shops, aromatherapy shops, vegan restaurants, holistic wellness-based businesses. And we'll be doing pop-up hangouts with the Sacred Self-Care book and just getting to know people exposing some of the principles of the course is the book on Amazon. Can people go to Amazon and find it right now? The book is on the sacred self-care shop or the sacred roots website. We have a shop on our website and we just have it in our little virtual store along with Casey's book and a bunch of our practitioners have been published recently. So I was like, we got to start a bookstore. Dude, you're a boss. (laughs) Like, look at you. Yeah, Casey's book is what called "Be Water" or something like becoming, that. Becoming, becoming water. Yeah, book of poems on and on meditation. And his, you can also get it at Amazon, but he will get more if you buy it through Sacred Roots. So that's what you should do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what's your vision? Do you, oh. have, do you have a vision? Do you see this coming to an end where it's like, ah, my word. this is it. This is the fully blossomed flower, I believe, and okay. I think that that's what the college is that this dissertation on this is what I've learned 15 years of devoting myself to this here I am 17 years two years of writing about it writing 500 hours worth of curriculum but also now there's a way for people to just catapult themselves way beyond what I can do 
because they can just have my first 10 years or my fifth, first 15 years of it really exploring holistics and they can jump into way beyond what I can do. If they have everything that I've learned and gathered in this time, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have the brain of like a secret agent, I think. So like, I'm constantly looking for details. I'm constantly, constantly needing uh, validation and details in order to be on point. And, you know, I was very, I'm very skeptical. I base everything in nothingness. I believe in nothing first, which allows me to believe in anything I want. And I think that, um, you know, making sure to always keep the, the even playing field when we're doing these teachings. We find people get really guru guruized and really into like, oh, I'm something. It's not about me. This is just, these are just teachings that I get to pass down, you know? And I think that's something that is refreshing in the industry. So believing in nothing is what, nihilism? Some people, yeah. Some people say that. Nihilism, I have some nihilistic tendencies. Okay. Okay, cool. I like it's that. Kind of like my foundation is nothing and then layer in as needed. Yeah. What does the day Just, call for? I want to summarize real quick so the audience can get perspective on what's really going on in your world because we've talked and covered a lot. So Jocelyn has a podcast called The Self-Love Life. She also has <laughs> the Sacred Roots Holistic Healing Center. She has the Panacea Holistic Institute, which is her college for people who want to learn this stuff. You also have written a book, which sounds like it's kind of the last piece of the puzzle attached to, sorry, the six week course that has kind of brought this whole enterprise, your world into a complete sort of uniform puzzle that now you can say, not my work is done, but now we're just going to paint it beautiful colors and make it glow. Yeah. Is that right? And we're going to play music now. We're going to play music. And so yes, part of this is realizing that I'm a suicide prevention awareness person. That's my, that's like if I were a, uh, campaign that's my campaign is suicide awareness and all of these projects are going towards mental health awareness and so i've made it's funny that you started this podcast calling me jocelyn free miller <laughs> and i just created i on this weekend my band is opening and the band is called jane free so the music is really where it's at now can we start to encompass the vibrations that we've created in a business realm and kind of put it into music so that's really available to everybody all the time. Okay. Wow, you're very inspirational, Jocelyn. I am so appreciative of you to come on and share your story with us. If you could talk to one guest out there or one listener who has heard your story and wants to design their life in a similar way, maybe even take their life to another country or start traveling, what would you say to them to get started? Start with a yes policy. The yes policy will take you anywhere that your yes wants to go. So if you are living in your yes, you're just going to be vibing high and you have to stay like uh, the more that we can stay open. I mean, there's lots of like trending on like, it's good to say no. And that's true for like emotional, like codependency relationships. That's totally true. But when an opportunity that scares you shows up, don't shy away, lean into it, step into it. I'm going to a onboarding for the radio show that I'm going to be starting after this interview today. And I'm just like, what the heck? How did I even get here? I leaned into my yes. My friends are just laughing. They're like, haha, of course you would have a radio show coming up because you're ridiculous with your yes. I like that. Thank you for joining us, Jocelyn. It's been a pleasure chatting with you.
You too. Awesome, Jocelyn. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Really touched me in a way that, you know, that closing statement you made, which is, you know, be a yes person and lean into those things that you feel uncomfortable doing. I can really relate to right now where I'm at in my life and you, the audience are going to get to hear more about what's going on with me in the next few episodes. So thank you again for listening. If you are a first time listener, please hit that subscribe button. I think you all are so very beautiful and I look forward to seeing you in next week's episode. Take care. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspire you to think about your life situation, where you're at and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new, to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.